and our and our employees are not at risk for having cash around. Yeah, I can well, only you know what? Maybe it. you guys can invent the app, the cannabis pay. And now, <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> Coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California. This sounds great. You sound amazing. I always sound amazing. It's the world famous. Everybody sit off like BFS. Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How are you doing today? You know, thank you so much for listening, and I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 111 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do! Fantastic! It is the very last episode of 2000 and... What year are we in? 21. 21? What happened to you? 2020? Uh... Well, 2020 decided to get a year older and it became 2021. And now we're entering into the terrible twos. Hopefully it's not the terrible twos heading into 2022. I heard somewhere someone said that uh, if you say 2022, it's like saying 2020. Also. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's 2020 all over again. Yeah, no, we no, We are not going to see the sequel of 2020. I will refuse to participate in that. (laughs) Well, this is very exciting. We just had Christmas this weekend. Well, we just had it today with our boys, actually, this morning. That's right, because they weren't all here with us on Christmas. uh, Yeah, Christmas Day. Day, Officially on Christmas Day. Yeah. They they came over later. uh, Jacob and Mason did. And we just got Ezekiel yesterday. Yeah, he just flew in. No, he didn't flew in. You drove to pick uh, him up. No, it was not flying. It definitely was not flying. Yeah, it was it's crazy. Driving you the, halfway. You said the prices for uh, airfare was like crazy expensive the day after Christmas. Yeah, for a one-way ticket. It's a 43-minute flight. It was going to be $500 just for what? one leg of it. No way. Yeah, so his father and I decided to drive up and uh, meet at the halfway point to exchange him. And so... It worked out better because he wanted to be able to bring his Christmas presents down and they were wrapped already. And so he was happy. It took us a long time. It was a long day, but you know, it was totally worth it. And um, the boys have asked us to recap our family Christmas from this morning. Oh, really? So this morning, being that it is, what day is it? Monday? The 27th? It's the 27th Monday yeah. as we record this. So two days after the official calendar day of Christmas. Now, but Ezekiel, today is the official Smith family Christmas. Right. Us. So Ezekiel actually, he was here this morning. Actually, he was here yesterday. So we had my family over, my sister, my mom and dad. And we all came over to the house last night and did our, our whole family dinner and family gift exchange. Yeah. That being Sunday night. Now, today being Monday, so Monday morning... Well, okay, so we have to back up just a little before. bit. Before. Okay, because not backing up to before your story, but back up to last year when all three boys were waking up at a different household on Christmas morning. They were very, very worried that they weren't going to be able to see what Santa Claus had left them. And so they asked last year if we could write a note to Santa and ask him to delay by a day or two and come on a, a separate day just because, you know, we have different households. And so, you know, we have Santa. Santa's a fan of the K2 show. We have him he on the is. hotline. He is. He, he writes it all the time. Yeah, he does. And so, you know, we just all called in old Chris Kringle and we said, you know, we add another couple of K's to it. You know, Chris Kringle oh, and Chris yeah. and Christine. Okay, okay. I don't so know. We just asked. I don't know about triple K's here. <laughs> no, no, no. Quadruple. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So um, 
we just asked Santa, you know, could you just delay your visit just a little bit? He was happy to oblige us. You know, he was fine to circle back after he, you know, worked off those cookies. And so last year, Santa had a little bit of a delayed visit. And so the boys asked again if they could wait to have Santa arrive at our house until all three of them could wake up at the house together. And Santa was happy to oblige again this year. So this morning, being that it is Monday, all three children woke up and they went downstairs. And, and they, what did they find? They found their presents laid out there from Santa Claus right there on the carpet by the bed, by the uh, couch. Yes, they did. They had their stockings and they had their goodies. And Jacob and Mason got to open their presents from you and I on Christmas afternoon. But we held off on them opening any of the presents that Zeke had given them. Their presents that they'd given to Zeke and the presents we'd given to Zeke were all just sitting there. And so this morning, after they got to go through what Santa brought for them, we let them open the remainder of the gifts and two special sets of Gem Boys presents, huh? Oh, you talk about their uh, basket- basketball shoes and their outfits and their backpacks and all No, their- that was from Santa. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm confused they here. Got their, they got a pair of Nikes, which we got. Uh, Santa got a great deal on. <laughs> she sure did. Santa-, Santa-, Santa was where the outlets are at. <laughs> and then um, the boys, we gave them a Gem Boys group gift. And they were very excited that they got um, a little movie projector and a, uh, not a little, well, it is a little movie projector, but a big screen. It's like 75 inches so they could do outdoor movies. And then uh, they got a big gift from us. What did Ooh, they get, Chris? A real big gift. You know, one thing we like to give our kids is more than just physical objects is to have experiences. Yep. And you know, although I am not the best traveler in the world, <laughs> I'm, more of a, of the year. I'm more of a homebody. I do like staying home and, you know, I travel in small little spurts and stuff. <laughs> but this is probably going to be the furthest place I've ever traveled to my entire li- Seriously? life. Seriously? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Oh, I didn't realize that. Hawaii isn't that. I mean, Hawaii isn't that far from here. You're right. This will be the furthest I've ever left this house in my entire <laughs> life, ever. Okay, where are we taking the kids? We're going to Miami, Florida, and from there we're hopping on a little boat, little tugboat, the Titanic. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we are sailing down to the Bahamas to a private island that I have rented out for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, scratch that part. Scratch not, not that a, part. Not a private island. Well, it's privately owned by the cruise company. <laughs> right. We're going on a cruise down the Bahamas, and Mason, our little one, has always wanted to go to the Bahamas. He is like, I've always wanted to go to the Bahamas, and yeah. they love all three of them. Have been on a cruise before? They all have. Yeah, they have. And I have, and you have. So we've yep. all been on a cruise before, so we're kind of experienced what that's like. Yep. But this is the first time for me ever going that far south into Florida. And going down like that. And we're going next summer. It'll well, be... this summer. Because it's coming we're up not... this summer. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so in July, um, you know, we try to plan a different trip each year. And last year we did a road trip. And the year before we did a road trip. And so we figured, you know, our boys are getting really used to traveling together. And they do a real good job of navigating um, Jacob and Mason and Zeke went with me to Seattle for several days and they did a really great job of navigating through security and following directions. And so we figured like, okay, let's let's take this chance. And we just happened to score a really great Black Friday deal. Ooh, those Black Friday deals. You hook them up. <laughs> Definitely. So the boys were very excited about that. They were very excited about their gifts. And it's interesting how each one of them had like different things that they wanted this year. I mean, Zeke 
was really wanting like football gear to be able to, even though he's not on a team, to just kind of like like practice practice with and like just get used to actually having the gear on him even though if you say one day maybe he wants to go try out for the football team or something he actually he's like i don't put the gear on so he'd be like go in the locker room put all the gear on like he's a pro yeah definitely we got him like an agility set and football pads and then he used some of his christmas money to go and get some extra football stuff from dick's sporting goods and then um, Jacob's big thing was like gaming stuff, huh? Yeah, uh, Jacob and Mason are really into like Xbox and they got those Nintendo Switches now they oh, like yeah. to play with and the video games. And it was so funny today. I took Mason to the mall and he used his gift card at uh, GameStop and he was just shy about $40 on his uh, <laughs> game he wanted to buy. I said, Mason, don't worry about it. I'll get it for you. You, you use your gift card. And then I'll pay the difference, but when we get home, you get in your wallet and you give me the difference. And he did do that. He came. <laughs> he does. He's been a really good saver. You know, he has a good chunk of money put away, and he got Christmas money too from his. Yeah, but you get him in a store that of stuff he wants. <laughs> that money's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's out. But he was really excited about that. So uh, Jacob got this really cool Xbox controller he wanted, and both uh, Jacob and Mason got gaming chairs, which they're so excited oh, about. Oh, yeah. I took me forever to put one. I put Jacob's <laughs> chair together. It took me like better half of the day putting together his gaming chair. And then once I figured out how to put that chair, I was like, pretty much taking a break for a while. I said, Mason, let me put your chair together for you. Mason was and so patient, too. He didn't he even did ask help you me. once. He did help me. Uh, when he did put it together, he did take his little wrench, and because I had the wrench, the little Allen wrench to give you mm-hmm. i had one from from jacob's set and then we just used it on the new set because they're both identical yeah. chairs so he had but the same you know instructions what? he was so patient he didn't even say like oh dad it's my turn next he let you have your break and then he waited and then you were like mason would you like me to put your chair together he's like yeah dad i really would it was so cute oh they love those uh, chairs they recline their gaming chairs <laughs> they kind of look a little bit like the pat the design for the back section it looks like a racing seat you see like in a race car that's what i thought when i saw them i was like and it did say racer something on the on the pillow part on the top part where your head would be headrest yeah it said racer something or whatever so they are like racer gaming chairs i don't know that's cool hey it's what the kids wanted and, and this janky chair i'm sitting in right now <laughs> my goodness this is jacob i'm actually sitting in jacob's old desk chair and why are you sitting in his old desk chair where because are we podcasting from today today because ezekiel is living in the downstairs studio in his bedroom in his bedroom which is kind of a mess right now he is staying in there so right now i moved the macbook pro and the old PodTrack p4 which is like the first or second time we ever used this thing and we are doing this podcast recording from our master bedroom it's like a throwback to it the is. old house days it is sort of like that yes we except were- this is a really cute setup yeah, it is. Well, hopefully this sounds out, this comes out okay when it's all done in the post production. Yeah. We got to send it up to the wizard to uh, do his magic. Uh, the wizard, <laughs> the wizard of Pod. The wizard Instead of Pod. Of the wizard of Oz. Definitely do their work, their magic on this uh, audio. Definitely, so. but it's been a super fun day. And then after we did the Christmas stuff this morning with the kids, you surprised us and you wanted us to take us to the movies. Yeah, I said there's like a new spider movie out. It's about spiders or something. I don't know. So I was, let's go see the spider movie. Hope it's not too scary. Is it about? Tarantulas? I think so. Tarantula man. And this guy, he took us out. I had this guy. He's actually a kid, but they call him a man. I don't know mm-hmm. why. But he got bit by a spider 
and he has these magical powers and he can like do crazy things. That sounds like a children's story gone wrong. It kind of <laughs> is, really. And then there's another wizard with like, like uh, he's like spells and casting wizard stuff. <laughs> and, he, and he's wizard guy. And then like the, the other kid that's like spider guy, he like goes talk to the wizard guy and says, man, everybody knows I'm Spider-Man. Can you like help me uh, uh, erase no, uh, that? No, spoiler alert. No, and he's no, like, no. here's what you do. You get a few shots of tequila and then you... <laughs> And you don't worry about it. Family-friendly podcast, Chris. Well, we did go and see Spider-Man today. We took the kids out to lunch at the good old In-N-Out Burger. Oh, my favorite. I told Christine today, In-N-Out. I said, you know what? In-N-Out has never done me wrong, and I would love to own an In-N-Out Burger. Oh, my gosh. And then you started reciting all of these statistics about In-N-Out Burger and their their pay grade. Hey, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. What can I say? And their growth trajectory and everything. And you were like... I've studied them probably more than anybody else you've ever met. And then you started reciting reciting all these facts. I was like, he's dead serious. Like, <laughs> he really wants to open an In-N-Out burger. I know. And you said today that In-N-Out, like, no matter where you open one, they do not... They're, they're they all, don't disappoint. I think it's a moneymaker from day one. It's like a cash cow. I don't cow. understand why, because it's like little kind of flimsy patties. How dare you? Flimsy patties. How dare you? The fries are just like, eh. No, 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 they're the best. No, they are not. I think they're better at McDonald's. I said it, meant it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in terms of fast food, they're pretty decent. I mean, they're all right. My favorite fries from a restaurant, though, are from Red Robin. Hands down, Wait, steak fries. Red, Red Robin, they've got a few choices of fries. Nope. They like, they steak fries. They got steak fries. They nope. got sweet potato fries. Those are not real fries. Do they have... Uh, They're sweet potato... Blasphemy. <laughs> vegetable straws. <laughs> no, I call McDonald's fries a salty salt sticks. <laughs> yum. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> salt no, no, soggy salt sticks, I call Soggy? No. Yeah. See, you're just... Oh, when I get them, they're soggy. It's They're because, salty. It's because you don't ask them for them hot. Oh, excuse me. Uh, in and out they just kind of taste like paper. No, they do not. <laughs> How dare you? This is the great debate. This is what we do in our relationship. The great fry debate. You're either a McDonald's fry person. You know what's or funny? Have you ever burger. seen a McDonald's actually cut a potato? Yes. They even have potatoes at McDonald's? Yes. Never. I've seen they them. They frozen bags of the freezer, he's dumping the fryer. Call it a day. Uh, and I think that in and out it's all fake. I think that it's all fake potato cutters. Oh, and robots? Like they have Disneyland no, and Pirates Caribbean? Like, it's like a pretend. It's like a hologram to make you think that they're cutting it all. Oh, well, whatever. Hey, you know what's funny about In-N-Out? Speaking of which, In-N-Out. What? Is that if you get trained to In-N-Out as a new hire, you are trained to do every single task at the whole restaurant. From cleaning to cooking to the register to the milkshake man to whatever it is you got to do. The milkshake man. <laughs> yeah. My kind of person. <laughs> well, the funny thing is like at some of these restaurants, you get trained on the fryer the or trained to- brings all the boys to the yard. Well, thanks, babe. <laughs> but uh, as in in and out you do get trained on everything. So that's why you do see a guy working the, working the uh, grill. He'll jump onto the register and somebody in the register will jump onto the grill and they'll you know, bounce around. And they have so many people working there. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess that's like the true meaning of teamwork is like being able to... And they're so nice too, by of, the way. Well, I think that Chick-fil-A people are nicer. Really? You know what I heard? If you ble- beat them to saying my pleasure that they have to give you your food for free. Who? who which? At Chick-fil-A. Really? Because they always say... Um, but only say, I heard it only works on Sundays. They're closed on Sundays. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Chick-fil-A, before we go on, is I have to say yesterday, I really wanted... I was driving Zeke home and it had been such a long trip. And I was like, I really want one of the Chick-fil-A peppermint chip shakes. They have these peppermint chocolate chip shakes. And I was like driving Zeke home and I was like, all I want is this. All I want is a peppermint chip shake. And then I was like looking the whole way home for Chick-fil-A. I'm like looking, looking, looking. And then I see one and I'm like, why are all their cones out and it's empty? And I was like, 
darn it, it's Sunday. <sighs> well, so disappointed. It is so disappointing. And you know what? I'm probably going to end up going like tonight and then come to find out they probably stopped selling the peppermint chip shakes on Christmas Day when they're closed. That'd be, yes. That would be my Are luck. they closed on Christmas Day? They yeah. Have to? Okay. They closed early on Christmas Eve. They're closed on Christmas Day. They okay. were closed on Sunday. So their employees All got right. like a full weekend off with their family for the holiday. Well, do you have the munchies now or what? <laughs> no, I don't. But speaking of the munchies, on this week's episode of the podcast, we have a fabulous entrepreneur who is from the cannabis industry, and she has some great information separately about her new book, Related to everything dogs. Am I right, Chris? That's correct. We have a dog. Her name is Clover. Clover cannot join us today right now. She's taking a little night-night nap-nap because <laughs> but, she ate too much. She got too excited. <laughs> but we're going to have that fantastic interview coming up right after this. Hey, thank you so much for being a loyal listener of the Chris and Christine Show. And as that you are a loyal listener, we have a very fun opportunity for you to get involved with the show. Ooh, tell me more. If you like to get exclusive content you can't get anywhere else and to receive free merchandise shipped to you every single month Ooh, I want that. then head over to patreon.com slash the chris and christine show that is patreon.com slash the chris and christine show and welcome back everybody today we have another fantastic vip guest on the show she is a corporate attorney an entrepreneur and most recently an author welcome to the show kendra clark thank you for having me i'm so pleased to be here hey kendra how are you doing today I'm great. How about you? Yeah, I could be better, but you know, what are you going to do? Huh? <laughs> I, I think he has a case of the man cold today, Kendra. You know, don't mind oh, him. <laughs> We're excited to have you here. Where in the world are you joining us from today? So my home base is actually Hollister, California, but I'm here in sunny Palm Springs for the holidays. Oh, that Ooh. sounds wonderful. Now, is it like cold because it's pumps i think palm springs is considered like high desert right is it cold yes. or is it hot there right now it is normally extremely beautiful in the, about the 80s around this time wow. but we're having a little cold spell i think like the rest of the nation so um we've had to hone in and buckle up but we still make it out to the pool every day oh that oh that's nice. nice you know i heard that in southern california there was a bunch of storms coming through here in the next uh, week or so I know that'll definitely uh, foil my plans to get the kids a good workout outside. <laughs> uh, so if you're from Hollister, the trek to Palm Springs is that's a beast. Did you end up flying or did you drive the whole way? No, I drive. I go back and forth a lot in the winter, and it's a, it's only about six and a half hours. It's getting a little more tricky with uh, increased traffic. But yeah, it's nice. It's so a, it's a easy. Easy run. So, Kendra, where is uh, Hollister in the, like, if you look on the map, where is it? You don't know where Hollister is, Chris? Oh, you know. I'm oh, here. Southern California guy. I know. Uh, I'm a Central California girl originally, so Hollister. He's thinking clothing line, Yeah, maybe, Like I, a I, lot of I, people yeah, what, do. What mall is your store? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think clothing line, but uh, interestingly enough, the two are completely unrelated. Yeah, I would Although say. Although I think <laughs> the town of Hollister becomes immediately less cool when you say that. <laughs> So it's not on the beach? 
Uh, no, it is. It's what? it's close though. We're about uh, about fifty five minutes to Carmel Beach and a bit closer to any others. So we live the best of both worlds, where we're a bit inland in a ranching community, um, while at the same time we can be on one of the best beaches in the world. Ooh, now Fantastic. okay. I think I remember where Hollister is. I'm from originally the Fresno area, but Fresno. what I know, re- yes, no. Um, so I used to pass, pass through Casa de Fruta on the way out to the coast yes. area. And then we'd like pass through Hollister and all of that. Yes. So how far are you from the famous Casa de Fruta? Uh, probably only about 15 minutes. Yes. yes. Chris well, has well, no idea what we're talking about. I, I, have, I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> yes. what, is, what, is the, what is the famous Casa de Fruta drink? House of- no, it's the House of Fruit. It's a, a place where there's like all these dried nuts and dried fruits. And it's like there's like a rest area oh, it's and a restaurant. Like a drink? And they have like buffalo burgers. No, but I think there's a billboard, which people may recognize with like fruity wine descriptions coming from oh. House of Fruit. Yeah. I don't know if Chris has ever driven through that area, but okay. So sounded like he had. <laughs> <laughs> so Hollister, what drew you there? Well, um, the weather. So the Central Coast is really fascinating. And then there's a whole bunch of microclimates and you your temperature can really vary within, you know, 10 miles or so by 20 degrees. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. I mean, so you could head out to the beach thinking that you're absolutely going to have a great sunny day and it and it really won't be. So I studied the, the weather patterns and probably exhausted uh, a, a real estate agent and visited all these small microclimates. And then um, um, my husband and I were just horsey people. So we did want property. And Hollister is just a very family community, lots of open space. We have a large 80-acre ranch oh my gosh um yeah eight and horses like eight zero eight zero horses like, that's dogs like 80 chickens. football field that's huge yeah, yeah it's really big and um and then i also play polo so it's it's in a wonderful spot for that to access not really water polo but actually polo I, I know horses. I, I, I figured that out i was gonna say my only experience with polo is from the movie pretty woman Right. Well, that's a lot of people's, unfortunately. And it's not really like that or I wouldn't be involved. (laughs) So you play polo? I do. I do. Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So I'm assuming you ride. I mean, obviously, right? So have you ever like uh, fallen off a horse? Yes, I would have to say yes, vehemently yes. Um, and my mother is actually, a, you know, I acknowledge her in my book that she used to tell me when I was a child that you have to fall off over a hundred times before you are a good rider. So um, I would think I, just the opposite. I think the guy who never fell off is a good rider. You know? <laughs> it happens. It I was happens. just going to say the person that doesn't fall off it's isn't like, taking It's like car accidents, like the guy who's never crashed, I would think is a good driver. Yeah, yeah, right? you'd think that. You'd think that. But it's not always up to you. Where sometimes in a car it is up to you. Mm, right. Good point. So did your did your um horse airbag go off and deploy? 
<laughs> that would have been nice. There's no such thing. No such thing. Patent, patent pending on working on it. <laughs> no, a how, little pillow, erecting pillow. How many horses <laughs> do you have? So uh, polo takes a lot of horses, and it's um, it's a it's a terrible vice. So I have um, seven of my own, and I regularly wow. play four. What? Wait, That's in one amazing. game you play with four different horses? Yes. Like, tag yes. you're in. Tag yes. Char- Charlie's in right now, and that now uh, yeah. Greg's got to go now. And then uh, <laughs> Mike, it's your turn up next. <laughs> If those are horses' names, yes, yes, absolutely. They um, so it's each. It's called a chucker. Is seven and a half minutes, and the horses get very tired. So you actually switch horses every seven and a half minutes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So you guys yeah. play till the horses basically are done. They're t- tapped out. They're huh? tired. Yes, but you, but you guys are not tapped out. You guys don't keep on going. Well, I'm sure we are. Yes, most oh, of the times okay. we are as well. But uh, okay, I guess can't I switch out. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> well, that sounds like a super exciting life. Living on a ranch with 80 acres. I can't even fathom how big that is. And horses and chickens. And did you say dogs? And what other kinds of creatures do you have? Dogs, cats. Um, and I recently got a, a dog, which likes to, is a working dog. And so I'm worried now she needs sheep. So that's our latest on our latest to-do <laughs> list. <laughs> Buying sheep for the dog. Well, you know, you have enough land out there that I think that I have a really great new business venture for you. I know you're an entrepreneur, but um, goat yoga. I think you what did you just say? Yes. So there's a thing down here in Southern California where people buy little baby goats, like the little tiny pygmy goats. And they have yoga and they do goat yoga and the goats like what, run the, around the and like goats? jump on people's backs while they're doing yoga. You totally, I will this come to your just, yoga. This is just an Instagram trend. No, all it is. I don't know. I, well, it seems to me because I have a, have a friend who raises goats. And so I went to her last uh, sip and see to see the baby goats. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I can't imagine doing yoga with baby goats. I think that's where I draw the line because they also do go to the bathroom. It's not like they're wearing a diaper. And I don't know that, I just, I don't know how you could do that. Yeah. I think um, dog, dog, yeah. Dog, dog yoga would be better. <laughs> so Kendra, I take it that you love animals. I, would, I hope so. Yes. I hope. Yes. Okay. Serious animal what do you What do you think you, uh, draws people into loving animals more than human beings? Wow, that's a tough one. And it's interesting that you added the more in there. Because you know it's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. And you may be able to say that about me. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. My dad always told me, um, because my parents really got into Great Danes after all the kids had left and even bought their first minivan after they had no children living in the house oh, wow. for their dogs. And his claim always was that they don't talk back yeah true which they, that's, they bark that's a just, lot they bark that's and... not the whole story <laughs> <laughs> no for myself um i you know i truly just uh i love the company the relationship and not that you know, same with people. I don't think you could say I like animals more, but it's just really a fun lifestyle to have. Definitely. I love animals. I love dogs. I didn't think I was going to be such a dog person, but we have a puppy and she's 10 months old and she is just my favorite little thing. And I just, 
oh, there's nothing like my little puppy. I love her so much. Now you've intrigued me. So what type of puppy did you get? Okay, so she is a therapy dog. Um, and oh, because you say she's a therapy dog. No, she really is. that's mean. She is a therapy dog. Okay. So her breed is specifically um, to support children on the autism spectrum and people with anxiety disorders. And so she was, she's a bred dog um, from a breeder in Seattle and that they're called mm-hmm. Habibi bears. It's H-A-B-I-B-I. And um, I really was drawn to them because of their approach to um, raising the puppies and really helping them to be, you know, well-regulated and very calm temperament. And it was just a very nurturing environment. And so, um, she came to live with us in April. She was born in February. And so How exciting. She, yeah. So she's a little, she's little. She's like 10 pounds. No, she's actually getting big though. Well, you know? I mean, in dog, in comparison to a Great Dane, she's like oh, a I, micro puppy. Oh, I know. But she's so cute. She looks like a little teddy bear. Like yeah, a, she does. And we get her hair cut all done. She looks like exactly like a teddy bear. Yeah. Oh, how cute. She's very sweet. She's brown and she looks kind of like a Bichon mix with a poodle, but brown. And so, um, yeah, she's just a very sweet dog and definitely very good for me. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. I love hearing that. And isn't it amazing all the ways that animals can help us? Oh, for sure. Um, and just, uh, I've been just researching a lot into the support animal support world, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating PTSD and all yep. the different ways. Yeah. And we're so lucky to have them. Definitely. I feel like my life has been so much better since I've had our little clover. Wait, bear. wait, 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 wait. So, much better since you've met me, right? Well, yes, but you know, then I didn't think it could get any better. But okay. then we add clover to the okay. family. Okay. And don't, don't forget another pet we have a pumpkin or turtle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Christine loves turtles. She's been a turtle freak since forever. She loves turtles and tortoises. So we had to buy her a turtle. Um, R.I.P. Our first turtle did not quite make it. She got a, a tortoise. Co- yeah. Tortoise. She got COVID. And, um, she did not get COVID. She did. Uh, rumor has it. And um, she did not make it. But uh, but we had we, we bought her, uh, a replacement, uh, reincarnation of the tortoise. tortoise and this <laughs> Gosh, new one we call Pumpkin. Much, you're too much, Chris. Well, enough about us, Kendra. We want to hear more about you and our crazy animal stories over here. Um, but, you know, I've been reading up on your bio and I just feel like you're just such a super interesting person. So you live in Hollister on all of this land, but you have your you have a law degree also, right? Yes. Yes. I practice law and I have for over 20 years. It feels like 105 <laughs> some days, but yes. Uh, and I'm fascinated by the law and think it was a you know, really fun experience to get my law degree. It caused me to look at the world in a slightly different way. Um, post-graduating and have worked with a lot of startups and different industries ever since. It's been fun. So what kind of lawyer are you? Like, what do you, was it family practice? Is it criminal? Is it, uh, you do represent the animals? Do they want to hire you for something? I would love to do that. Um, right now, I work. Um, I'm a corporate lawyer, so I work in house for companies. And I got extremely fascinated with the cannabis industry and also the ways that um, cannabis is helping a lot of people from the medical and so from the medical side. Are you trying? Like, first corporate goes in cannabis. I'm here. I'm first thing I think of is. 
people getting suing their companies for getting fired for smoking cannabis. That's the thing I think of. No. Yeah, no. I mean, there's other people that do that. I don't go to court. I just try and navigate so people that want to participate in the industry, like our company in particular that I'm employed by, um, I try to navigate the industry for them in a very compliant manner so that if people do want to experience it and especially and rely on it for their medical needs, that they will be getting absolutely compliant compliant product coming at them from a compliant company and and just trying to make sure that people's first experience or a hundredth experience is is great. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, I know that it's a a really evolving industry in California since the laws passed that um, allowed more access to cannabis for individuals. And one thing that I was always curious about, and I don't know if this is your area of expertise, is uh, I was told by somebody that the cannabis companies aren't able to deposit their money into FDIC-insured banks because it's not like federally legal. Is there something around banking and money as it relates to cannabis companies that's kind of complex? Absolutely. That's only one of the areas that's complex. <laughs> Pretty much every and uh, navigating the world as a cannabis company is complex, but banking is especially in. So that's one of the things we pay extreme attention to because obviously an increase in, in, in cash is directly related at times to an increase in crime or even a perceived um, uh, having cash. And so, you know, we really work hard on banking relationships, having legal banking and, um, and navigating through that. So that there is not a lot of cash on hand, and our and our employees are not at risk for having cash around. Yeah, I can well, only you know imagine what? Maybe that. you yeah. guys can invent the app, the cannabis pay. <laughs> <laughs> pay something instead of Apple Pay. <laughs> yeah, there is. You know, there is all sorts of different things being developed. You know, any new industry. That's that's one of the exciting things about it is that there's a whole. You know, we think of you know, people actually like going into a store and consuming it, but it's developed, you know, all this whole sub industry of right. technology that has to support it and banking that has to support it. And, um, you know, everything from seed to sale that would support this and logistics and then the whole bit. Yeah, absolutely. I would think that especially with your passion for startup businesses, that that would be something that really drew you to this industry because it is a big business. So it's a little bit different than like a tech startup or something like that. This is like a massive movement that's happening across our state. Yeah. And, and it's also brought, um, you are absolutely right. And it's also brought, you know, a certain person with um, the ability that has a tolerance for risk right. <laughs> you know, on the extreme, you know, a tolerance for risk and being able to navigate this because, you know, it's, Theoretically, uh, if the laws, you know, if the enforcement actions change on a federal level, we could all be in trouble. Right. I mean, I think the ship has sailed, you know, far beyond that at this point. But you, you know, one does have to have a tolerance of risk and really believe in the good of what is happening in the industry and the changes for the better. Well, I, I'll kind of what comes to cannabis and stuff. I always kind of wonder about this. So, if it's legal supposedly for certain people to partake in it where can they have to purchase it from a cannabis dealer only dispensary they, not dispens dealer whatever you call it not like <laughs> no no it's not whatever you call it you have to use the right language because a dealer infers 
some level of illegality, dear. Okay, I'm sorry. Dispensary. A dealership. A dispensary. <laughs> okay. Show respect. So a dispensary, but versus someone who grows in the backyard in their farm, how's that work? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting in several communities. So we have this various regulation structure in in California, and that's really all I I mostly know about. And and so we have state laws that apply to cannabis, and then we have each local community dictates what can also go on there in their local communities. And so it could be that you can, the local community is fine with you growing six plants, which is pretty standard nowadays, and you can do that for your own consumption, not for retail sales or further sales or commercialization. But um, at the same time, if you are going to be a licensed cannabis retailer, manufacturer, or distributor, it's an entire supply chain that has to be from a licensed entity. So you can't be a cultivator and grow and sell on a commercial scale unless you are licensed. And then it goes on. Then you have to use a licensed distributor and you have to. So it all has to run through this. Then you have to, if it's further manufactured, like going into a vape pen or something, it would then have to go through a license. And then it's sold at a retail store that is licensed. If if it's all, if the so the entire ch- supply chain has to be licensed. And um, that's the way the system functions right now. Do you think the price, I mean, I, don't, I haven't bought, in, uh, you know, cannabis in a long time. But, uh, ever. Come uh, on. Okay. You're on the air. <laughs> um, I want to know, is it, are the prices uh, better or the quality better than, say, the guy in the street coming from Mexico? Oh, for sure. I mean, there is a point to legalization. And that's why if you're at all engaged in the industry that, you know, that you're, the point is to consistency and safety. And that's where I'm talking about the compliance part of it. Because if you buy something from a store, California is ex- extreme on regulations. Everything has to be tested. Um, and it's tested for, you know, some are zero detectable, where that's, you don't even, in, in anything that you're, in any other product. Um, so like certain pesticides and items, uh, mold is tested. There's extensive testing. Over a hundred different things have to be tested for before it comes on the market into a retail store, which you can purchase it from. So yes, absolutely. Whereas, you know, if you buy it from someone on the street or anywhere else, I don't even know if you can do that anymore, um, that, it wouldn't. It would have zero testing. Nothing may have happened to it. You don't know where it's been. You don't know how it was stored. Um, so yes, there there is a point to all of this in the end. Well, okay. So going off of that and this testing and like the industry changing, since you are kind of an insider, I will be a little bit vulnerable here. So I hear about CBD and I, I'll be honest, I don't really know what it is. I just know that it's like its roots are in cannabis, but I hear that people are like giving CBD gummies to their pets to help them relax if they have anxiety. And there's like, I went to get a massage and they were asking if I wanted CBD infused massage stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. I work in education full time. And I'm like, I can't have any of that stuff in my system. And a drug test. Well, that's not what I was going to ask. I don't know what the difference is between like CBD and cannabis. Oh, that's, that's, that's so great to know that, you know, when you get close to an industry, I've, you know, you make certain assumptions. And so it's great. So, so CBD is a certain cannabinoid that comes from a cannabis or a hemp plant. So if you're buying CBD derived from a cannabis plant, then you would be buying that through a licensed dispensary system. 
But, you know, uh, a cannabis and a hemp plant, they have over 300 of these different cannabinoids. We've decided to hype up one called CBD or THC. You know, those are just Ooh, individual. Good stuff, yeah. Yeah, those are just individual cannabinoids. If you're buying it from a hemp plant and you buy it, you, you know, you can buy it online on a direct-to-consumer site like I have myself um, because I, I also have pet CBD line because I believe in it so much. It means that it's, it's, it's hemp. And so the, the legal definition of hemp is that it's under point th- in the United States is that it's under 0.3% THC. So you, it's non-psychoactive. If you're buying something that is, um, that's like your traditional CBD online or through something to give to your pet or it's available at a massage, it should be under 0.3% TBC, sorry, 0.3% THC. But if a person was in a industry that requires drug testing, if that was detected in, would it, first of all, would it be detected? And then second of all, like, how do you explain that away? Because I'm not that I ever have used it, but I do worry about those types of things. Like I, I worry about, oh, if somebody's giving me anything like, Oh, is this CBD? Like I, I'm, I'm hyper vigilant about it. Whenever somebody's like, "Oh, I have these new vitamins or whatever," I'm like, "What's in them?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a completely valid point as well. And you have to, you know, really, you know, it's not something I've individually dealt with, obviously. So, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's also <clears throat> how you consume the item, right? So if you're taking CBD topically. I'm not a doctor and I, right. you know, I'm not making any representations, but if you're consuming it topically, it's very unlikely it would be in your bloodstream and detectable on a test. Now, if you're consuming it like in your in your mouth or in an edible or a spray, that's that's something very different and it could be detectable, but also I I don't believe you'd have to check with your employer. I don't believe many tests actually even test for that because they're looking actually for psychoactive, the presence of psychoactive, Which but THC. Is, but that's a better. Oh, that THC, would be THC. Okay. So that would be. But that obviously is a better question for. So so they do do a, a drug test. A drug test gets taken, and they do the urine test. It's basically THC they're looking for. Then I believe so. Very interesting. So you've already enlightened me because this is definitely, Chris likes to laugh and he calls me a little bit of Pollyanna because I live a very sheltered life for the most part. And so this is something that I haven't spent a lot of time becoming familiar with because it was just so outside of my sphere of understanding. And so when I saw that you were coming on the show and you had this expertise and I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to pick Kendra's brain around this because... First of all, I think it's knowledge is power. And second of all, when you ask an expert, you don't feel dumb, you know, because you can explain yeah. it to me in yeah. a way. That's and, like, and you're an attorney, so we, we might use some, some legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> so so if, you, if, you're caught, if you're caught with 10 pounds of weed, oh, no, crumb, no, Chris. And, and, and <laughs> no, family no, friendly and, podcast. An open bottle. No, the, the Chris, family friendly <laughs> podcast. So, okay, well, you mentioned something when we were talking a few minutes ago that. You said that you have a pet line of CBD. So um, I know you have a lot of animals, but um, tell us a little bit more about this entrepreneurship space of you. 
Sure, sure. Um, I would love to. I'm really passionate about CBD and all that it can do. Um, you know, I grew up with a father with epilepsy, and the, the you know, there's actually an approved drug of, that's based of CBD that actually has been found to control epilepsy. So I just think how my life could have been different. Um, you know, I also have seen its effect on animals, and as an attorney, I was just watching. A lot of CBD companies come, you know, come across my desk and, and, you know, going into this space. And what I also noticed was, you know, it's so powerful, it can be so beneficial for so many people and their pets um, that they're really, you know, we had to really bring something to the world that was quality. And I wanted to be a part of that. And so I did develop um, initially a people line, which I'm in the middle of just changing slightly and rebranding, but a pet line um, under, and I sell it under the Popular Pets at the Popular Pets website. And it's, you know, what I feel is like one of the, one of the most innovative pet CBD lines in, you know, in the world right now. Um, it's a water-soluble spray that's, that also contains other um, botanicals such as uh, yucca, MSM, Boswellia on our Relief Plus line, and then also, you know, uh, we have a Calm line also for pet anxiety. And, you know, I, I initially started with the pet line and, and started, I, you know, it took some myself, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then as I was, I have a 16-year-old mixed-breed dog, and so I always look for ways to support her. And so when I got the initial samples, I, I just, like, I was flabbergasted with the results and how comfortable she became. And so, um, yeah, I went forward with that and um, and then just have really worked hard to get it out there. There is a lot of regulations surrounding advertising. So mm -hmm. CBD is very hard to, it's a hard world to be an entrepreneur in. It's not a traditional like e-commerce, just throw an ad on Facebook and get it out there. So, so you were talking about it, giving the supplements or sorry, the, the, the CBD to your dog. What are the risks and the benefits of providing something like that to an animal? Yeah, so I can speak to ours. So the the one that I developed, I worked with a biochemist to develop, and um, it's water soluble, and so it absorbs incredibly fast into into your body, um, and each each mammal, including us, that we have what's called an endocannabinoid system. And when that's in balance, um, the body is what's, you know, what's referred to as being in balance. And so uh, we have this receptor system throughout our body and pain, inflammation, anxiety are, you know, commonly thought of and researched to, to, to you know, it, research reveals that those are imbalances in our body with, re, re, you know, reflected in our, in our receptor system mm -hmm. that can be adjusted with the, with the use of CBD. And so common things that people use, CBD is being currently, you know, there has been slow, you know, a little bit slow on the research side and data, and there's a ton of anecdotal evidence right now, but as the research quickly you know, speeds up, you know, people are using CBD and animals for such incredible things, uh, anxiety, depression, um, 
uh, aggression to a certain effect, to, mm-hmm. to, to a certain extent. Um, a lot of people are finding people, um, PTSD, uh, it's being used, you know, obviously there's an approved pharmaceutical um, approved by the FDA for use uh, for, for epilepsy. Like I said, um, a lot of parents are using it to, to control epilepsy and various diseases. So in the pet world, we particularly honed in on two very common pet issues, anxiety um, and pain. Um, and obviously I'm not a, I'm not a vet, I'm right. not a doctor, but I, I tested these products and, and use them even myself. They're all food grade. We test it over four times before we bring it out to the public and offer it for sale. And, um, we have, you know, one really for calm and anxiety, like I said, which includes a proprietary blend of terpenes as along with CBD. And they're both chicken flavored and you just spray them into the mouth. And then we have a pain a pain one that's meant to address and provide targeted pain relief um, with CBD, Boswellia, MSM, and yucca. Kendra, how well do these uh, treatments work with dogs that are typically aggressive animals that are like, um, you know, the dogs that um, like typically say a... Like a, a pit bull? Yeah, would, would attack somebody and they initially would put the, put the animal down, you know, for aggression and things like that. Would it help with something like this? You know, I have a blog post, so I did a lot of research on this because it is such a serious issue. And I don't know that, you know, aside from if the dog, you know, it would be t- depend on the cause of the aggression. Right, right? Yeah. Some dogs, you know, are aggressive as a result of pain. They'll snap and bite because they're in pain. So in that case, I would say it would definitely be worth a try. Um, if your dog, if it's a behavioral issue, then, you know, who knows if it's, it's anxiety related. Some dogs are aggressive as a result of anxiety. And, you know, that may be another aspect that's worth following up on. Yeah, that's super interesting. It sounds like you know a lot about dogs. And I was reading that you also have written a book that talks a lot about dogs. Did your inspiration come from the cannabis industry? Or is this something that you'd been working on separately from your corporate job? It was funny. It was a bit of both. Um, Obviously, I love dogs, and I have a passion for all animals. And um, I noticed, like, and I'm also, you know, a really big researcher, and I love to read. Um, and what I initially noticed was that there was a lot of very serious dog books out there, you know, de- dealing with training and behavior or, you know, um, and so there was, we, and we love dogs, and we love them because they make us smile most right. of all. And so I thought, you know, why not? make a slight parody and do a little tongue-in-cheek side to our our love of dogs and and that's where I so I just recently published a book called Mother Pup and Adorable (laughs) what to do yeah what to do when your dog is better than everyone else's oh I need that book because my dog is better than everyone else's I was just gonna say that you do it's almost like when you say your kids are better than everybody else's kids right (laughs) right and I always think about those bumper stickers you know my child is the <laughs> right yeah so tell us a bit about your book so I would love to so I it was basically like when I started on the project it was basically like getting pregnant I always say because I um I woke up at four in the morning and I just had all these 
these ideas that I wanted to explore and write about. And it's very, very slowly um, formed into a book. And, um, and, the, and the intent was to really just point out the lighter side of having a pet. You know, I talk about things like, you know, naming, how to make your dog Insta-famous, uh, what oh, to wow. do when your dog is Insta-famous, <laughs> uh, you know, how to travel, um, celebrating holidays with your pet, like costumes um, and stuff and all that good fun stuff? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, um, we did get um, – well, I have some, a few little outfits for our you know, And she hates it. No, she doesn't. She loves her sweater. I just oh, got her a or sweater. sweater but, the co- but the reindeer costume you got for her? I didn't oh, get her I a reindeer. I got her a unicorn. I got oh, her – yeah, I got her a sweater. It's like a little turtleneck sweater, and it says Troublemaker on the back of it, and it's so cute. Cute. But, okay, keep going on. Insta-famous. I need all the tips. Yep. Yeah, so – you know, Insta Famous is really kind of, oh, including your dog in the wedding is oh. one too. Dating with dogs. Um, you know, all the just navigating world the world with your dog and with a, with a lot of fun involved. I got some question about dating with a dog. So if you're dating somebody who has a dog, but you don't have a dog, how is mm-hmm. the best way to approach like meeting the dog for the first time? Why how- are you asking about dating? I'm just, not for me, for the <laughs> listener. Come on. So funny because I, I – when I started dating my current, my husband, I had a great Dane, so I couldn't really hide her. <laughs> but um, but I often thought about like it's kind of like telling someone you have four children. Um, so yeah, it's a it's definitely something that needs to be dealt with. And then um, so I do I talk a lot about that and and deal breakers as well as like do you put it on your dating profile? What to put on your dating profile about your dog? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that, we talk about that a lot. But I think in in from my perspective, it's probably good too. Tell, tell someone um, about your dog, maybe, and about how much they mean to you, oh, your dog yeah. means to you, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, you were talking but about, if- hold on, Chris, you were talking about including <laughs> a dog in your wedding. I was going to tell you, uh, it wasn't our dog because we didn't have our puppy yet, but when Chris and I got married a year ago, our flower girl slash ring bearer was our tortoise. Perfect. She was in a remote-controlled Bentley with a tutu (laughs) on, and we had a little um, tiny metal suitcase that I bought that had, like, all these little stamps from, like, Paris and things like that, and we had the rings inside, and my niece used the remote control to, like – and when I tell you our tortoise was our ring bearer, she was, like – three inches long, four inches long. And so she was tiny and she was literally like sitting in the back seat of this remote control Bentley. So I totally get like, and I'm a wedding coordinator, wedding planner. So I see people like trying to incorporate animals and it's just super fun, but it can also be super stressful if they don't yes. think about all of the details. Yes. Well, I even had a story in, in in the book about my friend who actually, she was responsible for bringing the dog to the wedding and forgot it. <gasps> At the wedding? Her own dog? Yes, her, it was her I, son's dog oh, and he no, was getting married yeah. and she forgot it. <gasps> I get it. So yeah, yeah I mean, it can happen. There's a lot to think about on that big day, as you know. Well, I don't know if you know this, Kendra, but there is, because I'm on this like San Diego Weddings Facebook page because of my business in the wedding industry. There are professional dog handlers that will come to weddings and will 
basically be the chaperone for the dog and basically like a dog walker. Like a babysitter, like, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, it's for like sure. a, a babysitter at the wedding for the couple's animal to make sure they get down the aisle and that they do everything that they need to and that they're calm and comfortable and they even like sit with the dog at the reception (laughs) and take them home before they have too much champagne exactly it's like everybody needs that like it's like you know if you have a designated driver for like you know your drunk friend but instead it's your (laughs) party pup (laughs) totally yes I did see that I did see that I haven't known anyone that's used that and so that's why there's been the the resulting disasters that I'm aware of but (laughs) well so uh we have this puppy that we were telling you about. We've had her for about 10 months and we think she's mother pup and adorable. Um, and I think that she has the ability to become Insta famous. So what tips would you give us on how to promote and make wait, famous wait, wait, our but, clover bear? Well, first I got to ask Kendra this. How do you keep her from running away? Because she likes to play ch- <laughs> catch me if you can. Is her favorite game to play around the house. She'll just like run. She, won't, she doesn't come. She doesn't sit. She doesn't do anything you ask her to do. She runs around like a wild, like a wild Indian, you know? That's my fault. I trained her at first this, and, and then I let it go. You have to ask someone else about behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely and not the person. Although I think, you know, having a well-trained dog will help in life. But I don't think that um, that is not in this book at all. Uh. <laughs> See, this is why I was saying, Chris, stay away from all that. She didn't want the serious. I want the, the other stuff. Like, I want to know, like, how do I get Clover to be so famous that we're getting like private sponsorships from her, for Louis sure. Vuitton for her to have like her own Louis Vuitton dog carrying okay, okay, case. Okay, yeah, okay. influencer. I think it's possible. Uh, so yes, a dog influencer. So, <laughs> yes, right. There is. There is such a thing. Um, well, first I would say read the book. No, <laughs> no. But you know what? Actually, the first thing is is choosing the right handle. So for the animal, yeah, you just put clover. No, you can't just put clover. What would you put? Like cute puppy, pup puppy, one hundred and one. Not cute puppy. That's like so janky. I know. (laughs) We'd be like, uh, she's your lucky clover or something like that. Lucky clover, exactly, and not too long. No Mm -hmm. dots or spaces, so it's easy, you know, memorable, because Mm -hmm. obviously you have to tell everybody what her handle is when you're out Mm -hmm. and about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you'll think think of something. Clover will get her own Instagram page. I know. She's going to, yeah, she has to. She'll be famous. Yes. She has to have her own, and then her bio, right, is going to be next. Oh, you know what would be so cute? I just just thought about this. You know, Clover Clover likes to bark, right? Yeah. We'll videotape her barking, and we'll do subtitles of what really she's saying. (laughs) For sure. So maybe TikTok's your thing too. It may be, you know? Well, uh, Instagram does have that real thing now, which is just like Mm -hmm. a a TikTok ripoff. So I guess you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing these little videos of Clover and then posting them of her. And it was so funny because I'll get all of these hits on my business page. And um, like people won't be liking my regular wedding post, but the minute that I put Clover up For there, sure. and it's like a little baby's voice, it's like I'm mommy's baby, and she's like sitting yes, next to me. Yes, you know, it apps it up. It does. Yeah, it does. There was it this, does. there was this other video that I did. I haven't posted it yet of her, but it's so funny where I'm talking with her and she's like barking back at me and like shaking her head when I That's say where no. The subtitles come in. I know it's so funny. We're we're gonna do this. Clover is gonna be our golden ticket. Like for sure, she's gonna. 
take I it can all the feel way it. to the bank. I yep. can feel it. And you guys are so creative. You're gonna. You're already coming up with great ideas. <laughs> I know we so are. Hey, Kendra, Kendra I, I, I got. I got to ask you a very serious question about dogs. So, like, you know, something that comes a lot comes up a lot recently, and over the last ten years or so, it's really kind of changed the industry here. Is that what is your thoughts on emotional support animals for flights? Oh, that's interesting because I am, you know, researching the issue right now, and it's my understanding that emotional support dogs are allowed on flights at this time uh, with, you know, as long as they are like support animals, service dogs. Right. Yeah. And they've actually removed one of the requirements in the law where emotional support dogs were treated differently. So, hey, if emotional support dog was sitting beside me, I'd feel emotionally supported. <laughs> okay, I know that there was, uh, for a while, it wasn't like a free-for-all, like you just had to get a note from your doctor and like whatever, and you like bring your support support chicken on there if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think there was some bad experiences. Like uh, someone bought, a, a famous one was a lady bought a parrot on. Nice. That really caused a ruckus. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, when stuff like that happens, things pet get alligator. tightened up. Yeah. No, but there was actually a really big case of a lady that had her peacock. It was an mm-hmm. emotional support peacock, and she bought it a seat and um, like wanted it ticket for that thing. Yeah, and wanted it to like sit next to her. And it's like a famous like I don't know if she was a comedian or it was like she was a performer and took her bird everywhere with her. But it caused a lot of issues. And I know the first time that I went to fly, I had to fly home with Clover from Seattle. Uh, they wouldn't allow me to keep her on my lap. She had to be in her little soft uh, case underneath the seat. And, you know, here you have like a little tiny nine-week-old puppy that's, you know, first day away from her mama and now stuck in this little crate underneath a seat on a noisy plane. Oh, my gosh. I was like so devastated. I was like about to cry. I was like, I just want to hold her. Oh, so you wanted to mo- be your emotional support at that yeah, time. Yeah, I sure. wanted to be your emotional support. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, you know, another thing is size. Right, so, like a great you know, Dane could not be emotional Yes, well, they can. You know, there's no restrictions on size, but really? you may have to purchase a seat next to you. No way. Yeah. What? What? Uh, the biggest question. Because otherwise, if you don't, you know, they have to be able to fit under your an, right. at your feet. A uh, support dog, a service dog, service dog. What about has to be able to fit under? At what, your about, feet. what about what uh, about potty accidents? Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with and I think for over eight hours, you have to be able to show that you know you have to be able to attest that your dog would be able to to be able to manage that. Uh, um, you know, cause people use like pee pads and different things, but um, my sister routinely flies with her. She has a Havanese. Um, and he's not a service certified service dog, but he's had some accidents in that crate, and wow. it's, it can wreck the flight for a lot of people. That's right. So, moral story: just put them in stores like the rest of them, right? No. <laughs> or don't fly with your puppy. Ship I them FedEx. See, I want to travel with Clover, but I want her to like sit on my lap. And so, do you have any tips for me on like best ways to be able to travel with my dog? Yeah. So, if she is a service dog, um, uh, uh, you know, a true service dog. Uh, she, I believe, she can sit on your lap. She has to be able to fit at your feet. But you would be able to have her in her lap, is my understanding. Oh, perfect! Because that's where she loves to be. <laughs> I've heard of stories where uh, two service dogs kind of fight on the plane. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone's where do ser- you come up with all these stories? Podcasts, yeah, true crime, true crime podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to come up with a bark cast. You know what we're going to do, Kendra? I have an idea. We're going to get your dog, Dozer, right? Is that your dog's mm-hmm. name? And, One of them, yes. Yes, yep. and we're going to get Clover on my side, and we're just going to let them have a bark cast, and okay, then we'll translate sure. for them, and let's see how many listeners we get. That's going to be our, our key to fame right there. Okay, sure. Sounds Absolutely. It compelling. sounds great on YouTube, really. <laughs> you can see him like talking like one on one screen with the other, like a Zoom thing and yeah, get him going. And, like, that would be better. Yeah. That, wouldn't, that yeah. would necessitate video with the audio because I think just listening to dogs bark probably would not be as interesting. Well, you have to, you have, to have the translator. Exactly. The, the but that's Kendra and I because we speak fluent dog. Of course. You right. Can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can Apparently, 60% of the world, there's a study, actually believe they can speak to their dog. Well, I talk to my dog and I right? think she listens to me. But, yes. You know, if she doesn't really, I don't need to know that. We're just, you know, going to pretend. <laughs> so I've been, um, my son recently, he started to say, are you talking to me? <laughs> go, no, 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 no. Talking to the dog. <laughs> now, so Mother Pup and Adorable, your dog, your dog, your book, book about dogs and living with your puppies. Um, where can people find it and who's your target audience? Yeah, so my target audience is anyone that has a love of dogs and would like to, you know, have a little laugh. Uh, and you can find it um, at wherever large, any large book retailer, it's on Amazon, type in Mother Pup and Adorable and you'll find it. Um, and also you, you can be directed there from our website, thepopularpets.com. Ooh, fantastic. I was perusing your website. It's like uh, all about pets and dogs. It looks like it's mostly focused around dogs, I would say. Yes. Okay. One day. One day we'll expand. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. For now, you can just keep the horses on the ranch and the pups on the webpage, right? There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I looked it up on on Amazon. So it's definitely a super easy title to find. And I was looking through your bio and kind of perusing through the book. And I'm definitely going to get my copy. If our friends and listeners would like an autographed copy, how can they get a hold of that? Oh my goodness. Um, drop me a line at the at hello popular pets uh, at gmail.com and I'll be happy to help anyone with that. Ooh, fantastic. Awesome. Well, Kendra, we really appreciate you being on the show today. Any last tips that you'd like to leave for our listeners related to how to make their dogs famous? How to make their dogs famous? Have fun with them. You know, people love fun and and having fun with our pets is just a great way to be famous. And to just make life better, right? Right. Right. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Kendra. And uh, we wish you all of the best of luck as you're promoting your book. Thank you both for having me and for your listeners spending some time of their day with us. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. Wow, Kendra was so awesome coming on the show today. It was so nice for her to stop on by. Yeah, she definitely was really informative. And you know what's so funny is that I hadn't even thought about this before her interview is having pet Instagrams. And I have to tell you, Zeke and I, when we were driving back from uh, Magic Mountain, where I met his dad, to drive him home, I was coming up on Camp Pendleton and I was passing this 
this car and I saw this beautiful German shepherd. We were caught in traffic. So the German shepherd had its face out the window in the back like passenger seat. And then in the window right next to the dog, it had its Instagram handle and it had like- The dog's Instagram handle? Yeah, it had a sticker with the photo of the dog and its Instagram handle. I think it was- Yankee Von Doodle or something like that. Really? Yankee yeah. Von Doodle. Shout out. Like Yankee Doodle, but Yankee Von Doodle, I <laughs> right, think is yeah. what it was. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally what Kendra was talking about. Like trying to help your dog fluencer become a little bit more famous. Well, I think maybe we should get a uh, little Clover, her own Instagram page. And you know what? After today, I think so. She was so funny. We brought her in from the walk and because we took her for a walk, you and I today. When I brought her in, because she had her cute little pink sweater on, and I was like, I had my back turned, and I was leading her over to her playpen. And I said, um, Clover, come, uh, let you want to go in your playpen? And then all of a sudden, it was like hard to pull the leash. And I was like, where is she? And I looked, ar- looked around, turned around, looked at her, and she's like laying completely sprawled out on the ground. Oh, no. And I was like, what is going on right now? And so then she like got up and was like kind of sniffing around. And then again, I was like, okay, Clover, it's time to go in your playpen. And then she just flat out again. She's like, no, absolutely not. That's not happening. And then I said, Clover, you don't want to go in your playpen? And she like looked the opposite direction (laughs) from me. I was like, you little puppy have quite the personality. You gave me a little bit of freedom, mom. Come on now. She totally has this little attitude slash personality. I think she's becoming like a preteen or a teenager. Really? Well, yeah. You know, uh, didn't you say she actually, all seriousness here, she did go into her first heat? Yeah. That's, we won't get into all those details. Well, I'm just saying that. Usually it happens when you like start to develop more from like a baby into like a, a oh, full too, dog. Too much, too much. But, you know, it's interesting because I have been a little bit more in tune the more that I've been home, especially around the holidays, to Clover's personality. And I think that I used to just view her as like a puppy, but now she's like a... I don't know. She has like this amazing little personality and she's so cute and lovey. And sometimes she still plays hard to get. (laughs) All girls do. They do. And that same age. Except we've bonded. So she's part of my girl gang. Oh, I see. Yeah. My squad sister. (laughs) So going into 2022, do you have any new, you have any, uh, New Year's resolutions you want to... Uh... Um, I want to be a better dog mom and yeah. a momager, you oh, know, yeah. kind of like um, Chris Jenner, you know, okay, a little I got bit you. more like marketing the Kardashian sisters, but okay. mine will be like the dog dash. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Clover, Chloe, you know, she fits right in. Of course, yeah. And I'm Christine, so why not, you know? Sure, I yeah. could be a good momager. Uh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So um, actually, I've been testing out a couple of little like reels and stories with clover on them and people love them i think that they just think she's adorable oh i think a lot of dog reels i by the way i posted a lot of dog reels <laughs> to our instagram page by the way you can find us at k2 show san diego i think that's what it is right yeah k2 show san diego on our instagram and i post whatever if i see a cute dog reel on stories or, or reels you send them to me in messages I, all the time i post them onto the feed i'm like check out this cute adorable <laughs> thing you know so i do stuff like that even dogs that look like clover i'll post in there People i know think, oh my gosh there's that one that you posted of the dog with the starbucks cup that totally yes. looks like clover and do you see the one i mocked up the cup i put clover's <laughs> yeah. name on the cup i even curved it a little bit so it looked like it was written on <laughs> like the cup it's written, i know you're such cup. a dork clover's your own starbucks cup how adorable <laughs> well speaking of starbucks you know clover does love a good puppuccino i do too it's about <laughs> sugar and frosting right <laughs> it's just whipped cream it's just like i don't know fluffed up milk but she loves it and so um no real resolutions for this year other than to just – 
you know, try to be the best wife, best dog mom, best real mom that I can be and grow my business. You know, I love a good New Year's Eve. I, I love New Year. I love New Year's Day, I should say. I always like looking to the future. Like, it feels like a big reset on the crappy whatever you just experienced. That's kind of what... New, I mean, not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying that, like, it's always a fresh restart, which we really don't really get in life that right. often. So when you think about New Year's Day, I always think it's always a brand new start to doing everything all over, you know, even though, I mean, it kind of really isn't if you think about it in the long run. But uh, it makes, you know, and I don't really do New Year's resolutions that much because I know I always break them and, you know. Well, is this our second uh, pandemic New Year's? Uh, when was the first one? 2020, right? Um, or 2021? No. Or 2020? Because... No, okay. So this would be the second, like, New Year's Eve, you're saying? Like, yes. Like, we're going into a new year with new hopes? Would well, be we're going the- to a second New Year's having COVID really being rampant. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. It'd be it's our the- second? Right. So who So maybe this one, because we're a little bit further along. Last year, we were in the thick of it. And so I- we are now, physically, in two years into our two-week pandemic. not quite i think march was really when it really peaked but we're getting close and you know in all seriousness i know that the last two years almost two years 22 months have been you know a roller coaster and we're all experiencing it experiencing it again with the omicron variant coming out but in all reality like my resolution if any is to keep holding my loved ones close and to stay healthy and to just try and live the best life that I can because that's all that I can do. And I want to keep on podcasting, baby. I want to keep this <laughs> podcasting train going with Podcastic Audio and with uh, the Chris and Christine show and maybe even another one. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm, don't I'm push your luck. I'm actually still, I'm still thinking about the work one, you know, trying to figure that one out. Oh, yeah. The corporate one. But that's a, like super like above my pay scale. And like, I mean, I would work if I can pull it off. You know, like I don't know how many companies are even trying that. Because you think about all the drivers that are out there on the road that could easily listen to a podcast from their own company, right? Geared around training that they would listen to, that they would use, but they're physically not in constrained in an office. They're in the truck doing their job. You know what? I I was just thinking of something. You were pushing me to get that tough shed to have for the um, Christine Smith designs to do all my floral designs. You should build a tough shed to be a full podcasting studio. Oh my so goodness! That you could, Don't like, tease welcome me now. Guests. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, if you could, well, all if the you guests, could do I podcasting fly, full time. You know, I file, I file the guests in here as it I is. Know. Oh, I know. I fly them all down here first class on a private jet. I know. And they come down here. But as I was saying before you cut me off, <sighs> wouldn't it be amazing if you can make this your full-time bread and butter and we could actually build you an on-site studio? We have the land for it now. Wow. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. Let's I, set that... Let's. Put that, that out there and manifest yes, it. Yes. So if you want to drop us some uh, coin, help us get this funded, <laughs> you go to GoFundMe and my wallet. No, it's called you can go, go to fund me to my wallet directly. No, you can go to Patreon and become a patron and be in the know about new up and coming content and projects and yeah, help fund the fun for the next upcoming year and see where else we can take this fun project. That's right. Because who would have thought that this little podcasting adventure that we, we're doing right now, who would have thought that this little fun little, hey, you want to try podcasting for fun? And here we are today. Here we are. Hundred. I don't know how many episodes we got into 111. This. And then don't forget bonus episodes and other stuff too. Yep, so. But we have successfully finished 111 full-length episodes 
We're gonna high five from across the room. Pow. We're gonna close the lid on 2021 and we're going to toast to 2022. And if you want to find out more about the Chris and Christine Show, you always go to the website. That is www.chrisandchristineshow.com. And we'll see you back here next year. 